Are you unable to concentrate on the tasks at hand? Do you need help focusing more or leveling up your game? Here's a tip. Try Cognizant Citicoline, clinically studied to support mental energy, focus, memory, and attention. Cognizant supports brain health and supplies the brain with the energy it needs to stay sharp. Cognizant is a leading nootropic featured in over 200 products. This podcast is powered by Cognizant. Visit Cognizant.com to learn more and find a product to help you fuel your day. Ready to achieve great heights? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Power Your Performance, the podcast where we dive deep with leaders in the gaming world and beyond and learn the techniques they use to power their lives. I am your host, Gary Kleinman. Cognizant welcomes you as well, our sponsor with your son, Marquise, which is fantastic to have you both in in uh, studio with me, especially father and son. And I love having father and sons because we can get to the dirt and the grit and everything else. So yeah. a pharmacist that runs Better Brands, who uh, was also a professional gamer, which we're going to get into. And then um, the real cool things that Better Brands is doing and how it interacts into somewhat gaming or the health and wellness that we look at in our life. Tell me about being a professional gamer, because you were a professional gamer kind of before professional gaming was legitimate activity. Yeah, so I, I do want to start. He is the closest thing that I'll ever have to a son, but this is my nephew. <laughs> oh, why do you I've, think of son? I've, I've just been, uh, changed you. I just elevated you in the inheritance yeah. hierarchy, <laughs> by the way. I look so, at him like oh, my son. So. It's okay, so you're still welcome, by the way. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, a long time ago, I, I don't know if anybody listening remembers AGP. Right, AGP was based out of Nashville, and Halo 1 was the original thing. Right. I lived about 35 minutes away from Nashville in, in a small town called Clarksville, right outside of Fort Campbell, Kentucky, where my dad retired, military family. And it just made it very accessible, where it wasn't accessible to a lot of people. So I was 18 years old-ish. Um, but there was, re- was there resistance parentally? Oh, not at all. Really? Uh, as soon as my father, he, he is the he is a capitalist of all capitalists. <laughs> if there's an opportunity to make money that's not immoral or illegal, he encourages it across the board. So, you know, my entire life he always pushed me to you know, do more, do better. And so, so you were you were raised with entrepreneurial roots. Absolutely. I had a lawn mowing business at a very young age. As soon as I realized that, you know, I couldn't mow ten lawns in a day, I started recruiting my brother, my cousins, you know, everybody that I could, kids down the street that I so could. You learn delegation well. quickly, very, very in leadership, quickly. and go. You go do the work, and it took about three months of me basically killing myself out there in the Tennessee heat, like trying to mow all these lawns. And I realized, well, other people could do this part, and and I can line up the deals. So, how long did you game for? I still kind of game. So, I mean, I've been at it. 20 years? So what's kind of gaming look like? I mean, when you say kind of gaming as an adult, because you know, it's interesting because I get lots of personalities within gaming and on the fringes of gaming. And we talk about health, wellness, nutrition, and, and all the things that go into that. Uh, and, and adults that say that they game almost do it like you did, kind of sheepishly thinking mm-hmm. we still do it. But the average age of a gamer is 37. So there are a lot of – yeah, and it's split 50-50 male-female. Wow. So, wow. obviously, there are a lot of people sheepishly gaming, you know. So, <laughs> Well, okay. So, I'm in the 
the, the business making business, right? And and also consulting and, and creating all these others. So so gaming to me is a very narrow window. I derive a lot of joy out of playing Halo and and all Halo derivatives. So Halo Infinite is out now. I will hop on three, four times a year and it will consume 24 hours of my life. And then I'm exhausted and I have what I call like the Red Bull eyes. It's, you know, because they used to offer free Red Bull in the rooms if you were playing at an MLG tournament. And it's where your eyes have just been shifting back and forth for 12 hours nonstop. You lay down and they don't stop. Your eyes don't stop at all. And then I will wake up exhausted after almost 24 hours of rest. And remember that, yes, I love being competitive. Yes, it's a ton of fun, but I cannot do this consistently, mm-hmm. so I cap it. You know, it, it is that state of physicality that prompted Skins to go into the health, wellness, and aspect mm-hmm. of gaming because of – there's so many – You know, we, we also have an ebook with the 25 um, – most prominent gaming injuries, how to prevent them, how to treat them. And there are lots of them. And and that literally is why, because Red Bull in its first iteration was not really healthy. Um, and for the most part today, it still isn't. And, and rumor is most of the teams that are sponsored by Red Bull, there's not Red Bull in the cans. That's right. fair. There, 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 there's a lot of marketing out there. Yeah, there's there are a lot of better things in those cans uh, than that. But it's... Um, with your background, and that was before you became a pharmacist? Yeah, way before. I mean, I was I was a kid, just driving, barely had a license, driving to Nashville on the highway so I could play a video game. Seems Did silly any <laughs> of that make you want to be a pharmacist to understand how to no. feel better? So where, so where do you go from gaming and all that, you know, kind of negative physicality and uh, to pharmacy? Yeah, so so all all of that stuff that that would be a great story. I would love to tell that story, but it's not the truth. Um, the truth is, so I, I was a combat medic for several years, and I was on a couple of deployments. And the the universe is funny. The universe universe provides. I will say, I randomly got pulled into a, a five minute training briefing to learn how to take this glass vial and pull the liquid out and inject it in somebody and make sure there was no glass shards or anything like that. Just random thing. Exhausted. Somebody pulls me into training. I don't want to do it. I need the extra five minutes of sleep. I do it. A couple of days later, we are out and bad things happen. And somebody is wounded. They get morphine, right? Morphine will, you know, they're, they're not bleeding anymore. We, we don't want them screaming, even though screaming, you have an open airway. So that's great. It's, it's a good indicator, but you know, don't want anybody to be in pain. Transitions of care happen, and every time a transition of care happens, like there's more morphine. Hey, are you in pain? Yes, more morphine. Uh, and at some point, the guy just stops. He's out. At this point, he's overdosed. And the medication that I learned how to draw up was Narcan, naloxone. And it was, it was brand new, at least to my knowledge at the time. And I'm like, oh, hey, I just learned about this. And I, I don't know how I remember this because I'm living off of three and a half, four hours of sleep a night. And I inject the guy. He wakes up screaming, totally in pain because it's completely counteracting the morphine. And I thought to myself, this is essentially magic. Because I I didn't know much. I knew how to stop bleeding. I knew how to keep airways open. I knew all the the mechanical stuff about medicine. But injecting this clear liquid into this guy brought him back from the dead. And I said, in the back of this Humvee, I'm like, well, if anything ever happens and I'm out of the military, like I need to go to school. I need to develop things just like this. And, well, then the guy goes limp after 
15, 30 minutes, something like that. And I'm like, well, they said I can do this one more time. I've got one more. Do it again. Same exact thing happened. So it's completely replicatable. I'm like, All right. I am convinced. And a couple of years later, I ended up getting injured, jumping out of airplanes, getting blown up, had a couple of concussions and uh, had the opportunity to the U.S. government ended up paying for me to go to school. And I went into pharmacy. Wanted to learn Very how to cool. develop drugs. Very well, you know, it's always interesting um, to find out the um, the impetus for people to go do what they do. It's it, it's never kind of sort of throwing darts in the air and it'll end on pharmacy, you know, pharmacy, right? No, not at all. Um, that there's a story there. There's a a family member, and it's always great to hear the stories. So you, you're you're now um, a graduated pharmacist. Do you take the traditional? Walgreens, CVS, private pharmacy. Um, I, I want to start by saying that there's nothing wrong with that because I think a lot of people. Oh, mean, I think it's great. No, okay, I mean, great, oh, no, no, I didn't mean it oh, in, no, in a derogatory no. manner. I just, it's, it's, it, you know, it's just like um, uh, lawyers go to law school and then get a job at a firm. Very few say, okay, I'm going to use that and go right into business. Yeah. Doctors do the same thing. So it was only a reference to oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. sort of the, the traditional. Uh, journey that most people take. Oh, my, Is that your journey? No, no. My comment was more for the, the retail pharmacists that are out there because uh, in school, it's kind of a competition. Like who can get into what's called clinical, like in the hospital, which I was doing a lot of research there, but I was more academia mm -hmm. where I would just look at a lot of data related to infectious disease and rapid diagnostics. And, and that's the path that I was on. Um, I think out of 117 of us, probably 100 of them went to Walgreens, CVS, and they're out there serving the community and, and doing a lot of good, especially during COVID. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, but that, that was not my path. From the, the very beginning, I knew it wasn't my path. And um, comically enough, my business partner, best friend, he was the best man at my wedding. Um, the very first day of pharmacy school, he also decided that was not his path. So out of you know 20 rows in this huge auditorium, uh, both of us decided that day that we would go out of character and sit in the front row. So I'm sitting up there dead center and there is nobody behind me for at least four rows. And I'm just feeling like I'm on my own island, <laughs> like regretting my decision because previously I was a guy who sat next to the door, right? right. I, we've got PTSD. I want to be close to the exit. I want to I out. Get, get out as quick as possible. But I went against my judgment and met my best friend and he, I didn't, I knew he was funny right away. Because he comes up right next to me and he's like, hey, is anybody sitting here? It's like, oh, this guy's funny, huh? And then he sits right next to me despite That's the entire front row being open. Um, so so we knew that, that our journey was going to be in drug development, research. And then we, both of us, because he's also a published researcher, um, his with respiratory delivery, uh, we knew that we were going to get into something big. We didn't know exactly what it was going to be, but we knew we were going to be in business and, and it happened very quickly. When you say it happened quickly, what's the timeline? Um, we met uh, some individuals who wanted to start a protein donut company who knew nothing about science, and we knew nothing about donuts. <laughs> and and we said, hey, we are smart scientists. Like I'm, I have a biochemistry background. He has a neurobiology background. And, and we said, we can do that. We couldn't do that. We did, but it took us hmm, – Three months or so of just tinkering in the kitchen. With, That's it. Three months. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's we're a we're launching a new product in in October. It's taken us fourteen months to. Oh, um, um, and and most of that was because it's an electrolyte based product, which is as you know all salt. Yes, yeah. and we uh, are not dependent on water as a delivery system, which means you've Ooh. got to mask the salt, and it's taken us. 
14 months to finally mask it so it tastes really good. I've got people if uh, if you want to save yes. on the 14 months next time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, everything with food scientists and powder experts and, and yeah. what have you, it, it's, um, yeah. I mean, so I sort of do that in 90 days. And, and the funny story, because you're saying everyone takes, when I first spoke to um, a co-packer, uh, about this they said you know it'll take at least a year a year and a half to get the formula and i go i know what i want I'm, it, it should take yep. 45 days because i'm an entrepreneur and we think 45 days is way too long yeah and and they happen to be right well, <laughs> at least our, with our product but. the the fun thing is it, it you know in this industry right like um you know cpg we all are innovators in some way shape or form no question but most things have been done and we're iterating on those innovations mm-hmm. and then that is what our innovation is so we're, we're rarely starting from scratch the one exception i will say was uh, working with a muse lactococcus right. lactus yeah. and putting it in gummy form mm-hmm. that was an adventure the it's a very expensive material but a very you know for good reason right all the research that went into it that one it'll it'll foam when you start mixing and just like every part of the process had to be worked out. Well, it's interesting. So when you're working with, with, with a muse, which is a, a phenomenal ingredient, how much of it was you deciding what to do with it versus what the manufacturer is saying, this is how it is normally used? So nobody had put it into gummy form previously. And we uh, the writing's on the wall. Like gummy Gummies are is, right. yeah, that's what everybody wants. I think the last time that I checked, it was 54% were still saying, yeah, capsules. But every quarter, it's chipping away. Oh, no question. Less less. Yeah, I spoke last November at the uh, Nutrition Sports Summit in San Diego. And the research that came out is caplets, tablets, and pills are on their way out. Yep. And nobody wants it. I think some of that is probably uh, people are tired of drinking water and all the water that's <laughs> dependent on it, fortunately for us. Um, and, and it's just a pain in the neck. It, it's a yep. lot um, easier and tastier to have a gummy. Yeah, it is. And, you know, in pharmacy, we always talk about people call it different things, but it's the same thing. Adherence or compliance. One people can take as offensive. One is pro. So whichever word you want to use there. Um, that's the goal. The goal is to ensure the thing that is going to benefit the customer, the patient, is in a form that they enjoy taking, so they right. will take it. Without modifying the efficacy. Absolutely. Right. And, yep. that, and that becomes the challenge, right? That is. Because then you mix it with whether it's it, it, it's sugars or all the alternative forms of sugars and all the other things that, that go into it. Are yep. you diluting it? You know, is it yep. changing its form? Yep. You know, and you've got the background for that. I'm a marketing guy, and I go, I just, I just wanted to do this. Yeah. You tell me how. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't want to know if I, if I know somebody else is out of a business, right? So, no, let let those scientists do what they do. Yep. And let me just tell a story about it. Here so, are the parameters. Please, and, please operate in them. If we can, if it's impossible, let me know, and we'll come up with new. Parameters. And you know, from a storyteller, <laughs> it's really easy to say, "Here's the story and why." Yeah. You tell me. You know, fix it. I don't care why. I don't. I just do it. Right? Yeah. Kind of thing and and i went through that with our product guys and go, but i don't know that you can do that well don't tell me that because i will find somebody yep. that, that that will there will be somebody there, that can there will the be somebody and you're right we we take existing widgets and kind of do something different with yeah. them is, we optimize we optimize and modify them because i know in, in our world we're not going to create the widget mm-hmm. and there's no reason to because it's already there so it's um, so. Tell me about better brands, and we're going to talk about you and, and gaming, because uh, what I always like to 
hear from from people your age and your generation is kind of the conflict or lo- no conflict between you wanting to game and and your family going no 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 you 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 it's encouraged yeah we just talked about that you know briefly but I want to get into that but then tell me first about bre- better brands and we're going to talk about your gaming experience okay so better brand is the brainchild of myself and my business partner the crypto dog he's he's very famous in crypto he's a dog with sunglasses uh, he's the largest anonymous account the last time that we checked. But um, you know who he is. But I know, yeah, okay. best friend. He's, you know, his godfather okay. and, you know, great human. Okay. One of the best humans you'll ever meet. You'll meet him. I can't in wait. In Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, we, again, we met on the very first day. We knew we were going to be in business. We, we helped this protein, uh, protein donut company, Elite Sweets is the name, like okay. formulate all of their stuff. And it was like, well... All right. We want to be in the top percentile within our class and we don't want to take Adderall. Like neither of us have ADD, but we want an edge and we don't want to take amphetamines to gain that edge because we can see the detrimental effects. It's like, so you're a neurobiologist. What do we do? And dog is like, I, I, I prefer not to use his real name, so I'll call him dog. dog even if that fine. seems odd. Um, dog's like, well, I, you know, in school I learned all about these, um, you know, recetums. Like, so let's get into recetum. They're like a gray area. You know, right. it's not a supplement, but it's not a drug. So we try phenyl P, phenyl um, And retention is 95%. You know, we can cover material one time, just conversing about it. And neither of us are auditory. And, and it's all there. The second we sit down for the exam, just like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's basically like checking a to-do list that's how quickly the, the information flows. So we say, we need to make a product. We don't know what the company's going to be called or anything like that, but we need to make a product like this. Well, then we started digging and found out it's not actually a supplement, so we can't actually sell it. So back to the drawing board. And we say, well, okay, we need to come up with something, whether it's a mix of adaptogens or new age stimulants or uh, cholinergics, right? So like dynamine, kind of a new age stimulant, not really a stimulant, um, cognizant, cholinergic, you know, those type of ingredients like mix and matching until we had the, the perfect Good blend point. that didn't leave us crashing at the end. And we came up with it and we were you know, people say like getting high on your own supply, but these, these are supplements. So we, we're using these and we're at the top of the class and he gets very much into crypto. And at some point he decides, well, I know everything that I came here to know. I've proven to myself that I can do it. I think that I can raise capital in the future for everything that we want to do. If you're willing to stay in pharmacy school and, and like you can come with me, but but we really need you to, to learn all these yeah. things and, and and get the piece of paper in the end because like you said, everything's marketing. Yeah. And I love pharmacy and I loved research and all of that. So I was like, Yep, have fun, you know, go go get us all the money that we'll need and uh, I will be here learning. And a couple of months later, he had funding for us. I was like, Wait, Whoa. what? That's good. That That's happened a good partly. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I just met these really nice people and they, they are very good people. And they, they had actually followed him on Twitter and that's how we done. ended up with the funding. Um, so so we, we launched with a, a nootropic in the beginning and my family history, like, so he cared about that and, and so did I because it's going to help us just be better in general, right? If your mind is fully functioning, then you're going to be at the top of your game. Then you can take care of so your So was body. it a blend of all those... Uh, brands that were out there, so or the ingredients being used, because most of those brands um, 
are not new ingredients. They're, mm-hmm. they're just brands for those. You know, like Cognizant yep. is a brand for acetylcholine. Yeah. So right. we, we made our own blend and, and we wanted to avoid proprietary blends just because we want people to know exactly what's in there. I respect anybody who uses a proprietary blend, but it just was something that we felt firmly about because it's like, oh, great. It has all these ingredients, but we have no idea. We know there's more of that one than that one. But beyond that, we have no idea. Right, right. So we, we put together our own blend and most people in our pharmacy class, or at least a lot of them, were taking it or they were like, hey, can we get more of that? We have to study for this. Can we study with you guys? And so we knew we were onto something. Since he got the funding, he was like, we have to make this product first. Okay. But what I had on the shelf was better lungs. It was a respiratory health thing right? A respiratory health supplement. And it was made because my, my grandma was a lifelong smoker. She died of COPD. Um, okay. We have a genetic mutation um, where if we smoke, we will develop, and we do it for a long time, we will develop COPD. It will kill us. There's no way around it. So seeing this happen to my grandma, like I, I was by her bedside a lot and it was just traumatizing. Didn't know what was going on. Uh, then I saw my aunts do the same exact thing. But I know that my aunts saw it happen to their mom, my grandma, and I couldn't understand why. Like, yeah, what do doctors know? Like, that was a, a very common thing. They wanted to take something natural, right? And, and supplements obviously don't take the place of medicine, but they can supplement medicine. Absolutely. Supplement food, all of that. They're um, complementary and alternative medicine right. is what they call it. So I wanted to make something that my grandma and my aunts would have been comfortable taking and that I could actually convince my dad to take, right? My dad's retired from the army, but he's one of those still, what does the doctor know? It's like, I'm a doctor. Like, listen to me. He's like, ah, what do you know? It's like, you're not living through it. It's like, well, you're right, but I I understand how it works and I understand how these ingredients work. And dad, they're natural. And he's like, natural? I'll take natural. And since then, you know, we iterated many times. And when we got to the point where in the mornings he could start his day like actually clearing the phlegm, which it's it's rough to see, and he's getting a workout doing it, but getting it all out and then instead of walking halfway down the driveway, he's walking all the way around the block. I knew we were onto something. So as soon as we were turning enough profit with Better Mind was the old one, the, the nootropic, as soon as we were turning enough profit, I was like, we have to push this out. And what happened about three months later? COVID hit. So we had a respiratory health supplement that actually helped people. And then COVID happened. So sales went through the roof. We weren't opportunist or anything like that. We just wanted a good product. And our timing could not have been better. They all say timing is everything um, in lots of things. But But we we hit the mark on this one. And so you're still producing the Two products. We uh, turns out, and this was a learning point uh, in business. Somebody had the the trademark on Better Mind, so we immediately stopped selling Better Mind, and we rebranded for Better Focus. So we're selling Better Focus, Better Lungs, and then we've branched out. So better, those are capsules, and then we have the gummy Better Lungs Immunity, which uses Amuse. So from for gamers. Where's have, the application? Oh, we have I mean, certain products here. Yeah, so no, tell me about it. And and that will be a good segue into you gaming. Um, <clears throat> I can, it's more something that I learned, I guess, that, that we can share. So we, we went heavy on cholinergics with the original Better Mind formula. Okay. Um, but we use Alpha GPC. And this was without either of us using 
cholinergics long term. Um, just looking at the data behind alpha GPC, it was like, oh, okay, across the blood brain barrier and all these other good things. So we, we nixed using Cognizant upfront. I have since changed my opinion after using both of them because with alpha, and this isn't a knock on anybody that likes alpha GPC, everybody's different, right. holistic health. No question. But for me, for my business partner, and for everybody else in crypto that we were testing with, um, Cognizant had fewer of the gastrointestinal side mm-hmm. effects, which was the big thing that people were running into on Alpha GPC. And people on Amazon that were buying, they complained about those things. So Cognizant is like a much smoother, smoother. form of it. So with, we, with a fair amount of clinical trial studies behind it as Mountains well. of data. Right. And, yep. and data... Certainly for gamers, yeah, are interested in data. They actually read it, and, yep. and gaming being the community that it is, not only do they read, they share. Yep, absolutely, and that's and that's great. And if you're if if it's a positive share, it's great. You know, it's that age old saying that if somebody doesn't like your your product, if somebody likes your product, they sell to tell two people. If they don't like it, they tell ten. Yep, right. <laughs> so <laughs> that is you know, very you've got to be very careful wow. about what what you what you put out there. So. Cognizant, without a doubt, in in its greatest form, helps gamers. Absolutely. Uh, with focus, attention, reduces brain fog, and and what have you. What's next? What's the next health area of concern? So, well, the next in the story is is alcohol, right? So we we saw all the data around people being on lockdown with COVID and how drinking was out of control. But not just that, and like the health concerns, but the lost productivity. So we created a product to help with hangovers. It's called Better Morning. So it's like a, it was supposed to be funny. I don't know that it caught on, but a better morning right. than you deserve after a night of drinks. Um, but I think it's just more of an inside joke now than than anything. So it, it actually helps with the nausea, the headaches, the anxiety afterwards, uh, things like that. And then uh, one of the guys for, from crypto, very a very big name there, uh, Altcoin Psycho. He uses Jason Bateman from uh, American Psycho, the Avatar, mm-hmm. uh, an anonymous guy. But he hounded us for a year saying, guys, I love mud water, but I hate the taste. You guys need to make a mushroom product. So we kind of jokingly sent him like a, a rough sample. And he's like, I love it. It's like, wait, really? Like, OK, we only worked on that for maybe a week. And he's like, yeah, no, I love it. He's like, send me more. It's like, okay, like you like the flavor? It's like, yes, raspberries. I, I don't taste any mushrooms. I actually don't believe there's mushrooms. It's like, well, there's there's plenty of them. We just okay. use extracts. And so are you doing the R&D yourselves in terms of the mixing or are you working with an R&D partner? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. So I know enough that I can get the absolute basics down, but the flavoring is beyond me. Yeah, of course. So as soon as we get to the point where I know exactly what we want in there, what we have for the base, and that it's stable, then we pass it on to an R&D partner. Okay. Yeah. Nobody's going to care as much as the brand owner, right? Oh, no question. So I want to make sure that I... No no question. Yeah. Uh, So with all those things, gaming, and it's all about you, Marcus, now. Uh, (laughs) And you came here not knowing you were going to be on camera on a mic and... Uh, uh, I mean, I thought it'd be in the background, but <laughs> nah, I don't mind. No such thing as being in the background in, in, in this <laughs> studio. And when did you start gaming? Man, like very young. I mean, it, it all started like on the phone, you know, hey, mom, can I, do you have games on your phone, right? And then just Xbox, Xbox 360, you know, so since I was like five. Playing what? Uh, when I was a kid, I loved playing Destiny. 
like that was my favorite game. We all played Call of Duty, stuff of like course. that, and then Fortnite came and out. And Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Are you, you still playing Fortnite? I am. That's the only one I really play now. <laughs> well, yeah, it's so funny because Fortnite and gaming, and, and, and what I've always said, people always say to me, how'd you get into gaming? And I've been in and out of gaming for the last eight years, and Fortnite was just incredible in, yeah. in, in what it did. But what I came away from gaming with and what I love about it, the games are somewhat transient because you'll change your game, but your community doesn't change. It grows. And and that's a phenomenon that I think uh, most people that don't follow or understand gaming don't realize how social it really is. And it's not a bunch of uh, acne-scarred kids on, on a <laughs> couch in a dark room going, I can't talk to people. It's quite the opposite and and it's um i mean listen you're sitting here you look great and you're articulate as can be and i appreciate that um but when you're playing all this did you ever think hey i'm kind of foggy at the end of all this i'm tired i'm losing focus Uh, my hands are starting to hurt you know i mean you're a tad bit before everything yeah. starts hurting, it's coming. I just want you to know. <laughs> yeah. don't, and don't yeah. look at don't look at us and say it's not coming because I'm strong, strapping, and healthy. It's coming. But do you feel some of that, or did you? Yeah. When I was younger, I would go on like just spurts of gaming, like six hours. I'll just be behind the screen, just playing and stuff. And like he was saying, just drinking yeah. the Red Bulls, like the eyes and everything. So yeah, like it can be exhausting. I mean, you got to be focused the whole time. And I mean, that's where nootropics come in. And did you have a thought? Because you're, I mean, you're still young. I mean, you know, the joke is I've got shoes older than you are. Um, <laughs> did you have a thought and say to your folks or, or the people in your life saying, you know, I do need to be a little bit more focused. What can I take? I don't like or I do like Red Bulls. What's that like from the perspective of a young gamer? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we all drink caffeine eventually. Like we'd stay up late drinking caffeine and stuff. Uh, did you look at caffeine alternatives that would give you the focus but not the crash? 100%. And, yeah. and did you find enough products like that to address that? Yeah, Recedums, uh, uh, Choline. He was getting into nootropics at the time, so that was kind of like my... So was he your entree to, hey, you got to, um, what are the solutions for the things that I'm complaining? And... But that's rare. Most of the, you know, the 14, 15, 16-year-olds that are gaming don't have a pharmacist in, close by to go, you know, hey, uncle, uh, hey, dad, right? You know, my eyes are like, you know, wandering all over the place and I can't, you know, do my math homework. Help me out. I mean, what are your friends that don't have access to that doing? Are they just going along? Are they looking access. at you? <laughs> yeah. No, they they love it. Like, they're always asking me for some. It's It's way better than just caffeine and stuff it's way healthier so it definitely is a unique situation living with a pharmacist and i'm i'm thankful i get access to all these things it's awesome uh, does it make you want to stay in gaming or or stay in drugs <laughs> <laughs> um what do you want to do <laughs> <laughs> well, and we have editing functionality here so if you don't like it we can yeah. before we redo releases we can we can change it oh um, no. no but you know in all seriousness um do you want to continue to game and do that because now you know when 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 we were younger there was no such thing as an academic scholarship as a gamer it was not a career where you're going to make a million dollars a year playing Halo. Yeah. Um, you know, now 
the, the the amount of opportunity for gamers is is tremendous i mean it's it's you know i see it because i get to have sessions like this and i love it just because of skins and everything else we've done is that something you would like to do i don't know about a career um i enjoy it a lot i think it's amazing you know but i don't know about a career i think definitely more into supplements and stuff following his path uh i think that's where i'm gonna go did you ever find that you're gaming because you obviously are an avid gamer you know whether you're a hardcore gamer or or i guess a, the last phrase i heard were power gamers oh uh, which is new, kind of a cool new market phrase term. a new market term yeah I, thought, <laughs> I didn't come up with it but we may use it yeah um <laughs> did it interfere with anything else in your life did you ever have that 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 conflict like i've got to do math but I got to yeah. finish Fortnite, right? <laughs> yeah. No. And and how did you manage that? I mean, how does somebody your age manage the fact that um, there's time out from parents and, 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 and guardians and what have you out there versus that real desire to go, I, I, I got to just play this Fortnite or Destiny? Or yeah. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. Um, I mean, we've all had that, you know, staying up late, playing games, school, 6 a.m. Uh, you just eventually you just gotta you realize you just gotta you just grow out of it i mean uh parents you're really 16 young. you haven't grown out of anything no, yet except for a lot of shirts and, <laughs> and and food but it in all seriousness where how does a young kid um really fight that and and go i want to i know i've got to do some of these other things because the pharmacist is going to, you know, tell me, hey, you know, your grades are not what they should be or, or should are, and you need to go outside and shoot hoops and get a balance, and you're going, no, 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 I'm close. I'm close. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how does, what if, how does that, do you ever get anxiety with, with those conflicts of the rest of your life in gaming? Yeah, because, you know, you're always playing. You want to get to the next level and stuff. Um, there's definitely a balance to it, you know. Is it hard to strike that balance? I mean, and do you feel that most kids, or at least the kids that, that you know or the people that you game with, uh, do they have outlets to talk to other people to help them create that balance? Or is it something you have to find internally? You have to find it internally, for sure. You know, it's, it's all up to you to make that schedule and to be responsible with it. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun, but you can't spend your whole day on it, you know? But people do. People do. Yeah. And do. and in Fortnite, I was getting phone calls from really professional, incredibly people that say, "You got to help me out." My 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 wife is screaming at me because my son won't stop playing Fortnite. I go, hey, it's your <laughs> wife. It's not my. You know, I'm. You know, I I, I didn't create Fortnite, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and and there was this this push. Uh, and families of we want them to play, but we don't want them to play. And and I always found it interesting. My kids um, missed the, the they gamed, but gaming didn't become uh, what it is today until they were kind of out of the house. Um, and and they'll they would tell you if they were sitting here they did they were not raised in a gaming supportive household <laughs> because I would say you know the other ironic. things that you're right well, yeah. well the yeah. funny story is and you being a Halo player um, I was on my way to Vegas many years ago for a Halo championship 
Um, and I'm not a big fan of, of, of Vegas other than okay. golf and food. And, you know, I'm not a big gambler at, at all. And I was on my way and, and my phone rang. It was my oldest son. And, and he said, where are you going? I said, I, I got to go to Vegas. Why are you going to Vegas? I said, I got a Halo championship I have to get to. And, and he goes, you owe me a 14-year apology. And he hung up on me. <laughs> this was in 05, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? I, yeah, I was just, just before, you know, it became. And then my other son's roommate at uh, University of Arizona was ranked number two in Halo, mm-hmm. but he couldn't do it professionally at the time, uh, or he didn't think he could, so okay. he stopped. And then within two or three years, it just blew up, and and he still blames his parents for the fact that they they they, they didn't give him uh, that, which is kind of funny. He's he's fine now, but um, yeah, he stopped crying about a year ago, uh, <laughs> potentially. But I just find it's it, it's interesting because, and I don't get the opportunity, and I'm thrilled that you came in because I always have adults in here that think that they know what's going on. So it's interesting to hear your perspective about there's got to be a balance and how you found the strength or the direction to say, okay, yeah, I, I, I want to keep playing Fortnite, yeah. but I know I got to do something else like take a shower, you know, yeah. and I've heard that too. You're like, oh, brush your teeth. Well, no, you'll, you can go get fake teeth. Um, yeah. <laughs> make so, enough money on it. Make you know? enough money yeah. and then, and then nobody cares. Um, so, but you don't game as much today as you did before? Yeah, not nearly as much. And that's because... I mean, I have a job now. Uh, you know, high school, there's way more work and stuff. And really, it's just, you know, other things consume your life. I am not against gaming at all. I think it's great. You know, like you were saying, like, it's a good way to talk to people and, like, be social. You talk to people the whole time. It's not... It's, I mean, I think it's great. It's just you only have so much time to, to do those things, you know? I mean, So, what, what the media picks up on... And and I'd love your perspective on this. At your school, there are probably at least a handful, or not more, of kids that have not found that balance. Yeah. What does the school do? What do the parents do? What do their social circle do to help them strike that balance? Mm, I think a lot of them, uh, their parents know and are just always getting on to them and stuff, but... Uh, it, it can be unhealthy. Like you were saying, people skip showers, they skip brushing their teeth, you know, then it has like like bad effects on you. That's, oh, yeah. that's when it becomes an issue. Uh, people are always going to push and be like, hey, man, like you can't, come on. <laughs> it certainly impacts as you get into dating. Yeah. Um, unless you date a female gamer that feels the same way. But we, you know, <laughs> and, and, and then there's, you know, there's, a, and since half of uh, gamers are females, right? So it is split 50 50 male, female. Now, I think when you break down genres, I, I don't think COD is fifty-fifty, yeah. right? Um, or Boy. Grand Theft Auto. But Halo, when I was when I was at the at my peak, um, I want to say the clan name was PMS, mm-hmm. and then Tart. I remember she was the most famous was of it? them. Back, she had a pet skunk that had the the, the yeah, sacks yeah. removed and everything. So it was kind of a novelty. But they were also amazing at Halo, and they would. Oh yeah, they would put a lot of people to shame. Yeah, and yeah. and it was all, it's only like a secret, and that's why you know one of the things that that I love about gaming, uh, for the most part, it's incredibly inclusive, mm-hmm. and and women in gaming is just this massive, I hate to say movement, but for lack of a better phrase, a movement where it's very accepted and growing, and um and, and incredibly wonderful for the for the community. Um, well, so it's interesting that you you want to not go necessarily into gaming, but go into 
nutritional supplements and would you like to do that to help gamers I mean, are those some of the things that, because I mean, that's what skins.gg, and it's not a commercial for us because I kind of separate it, is that we look at, um, you know, anxiety. We look at, and now, you know, eye health, because there seems to be earlier macular degeneration I issues, muse. right? I muse. Yeah. Um, Great ingredient. Fantastic. I'm waiting ingredient. on the thumbs up to put it in a, a gummy. Oh, are so, you? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. And and I love uh, the folks at, at Kiowa the, mm. that that make oh, it. Yeah. They're just fantastic. And and not only because they sponsor our podcast, thank you guys, um, but because of what they do and how they do it. That they they care about the ingredients and its efficacy, and it, and it and it and its import. Single biggest issue gamers have in terms of what you would like to address um i definitely think there's like if i mean if you're a hardcore gamer you definitely avoid responsibilities in life i mean there's there's no way you can sit behind a screen six hours a day and then like still be doing everything you can be doing right in your life and but that also has like bad effects on your health like your eyes I mean, we've all experienced it. Like, our eyes get really tired. They get twitchy. I'd lose sleep. It's, it's crazy. So, really just scheduling, right? Like, just knowing, like, you have a limit. And uh, that's really it. Yeah, it's interesting. The other thing that, that I find uh, fascinating, uh, and I did, I don't know, a month and a half ago, a session with somebody about ergonomics. And the chairs, as cool as they are, are not ergonomically designed to support <laughs> your body, your hands, your wrist, your elbow for that long for extended gaming sessions. And other than a high-end Herman Miller chair, uh, which people seem to like, but it's out of the reach of most everybody, it's remarkable to me that the hardware in gaming, whether it's the mouse, whatever it is, all those accessories are not conducive to body health. And and that's another thing that yeah. uh, better brands can look at. Not not that you're going into the hardware yeah. chair business, but how how does the industry support? Because I think the stats now are three billion people game every day around the world. That's crazy. Almost, yeah, I mean that's like forty percent of the world ish. Yeah, and then if you Rough look map. at a gaming system device. The penetration has to be in the high 90% because of mobile gaming. Who doesn't have a mobile phone, even in third world countries? Um, and one of the things I, I love about gaming um, are there organizations like Games for Change that create mobile games um, that help people like women through maternity, right, um, that wouldn't have access to education. Mm -hmm. um, so they're, they're very cool uh, applications for gaming other than Fortnite and not, yeah. and not doing math. Um, so I, I think we've talked about a lot of the negatives, like for, for younger people playing, but, but I, I want to talk about one of the positives. Good. Again. So yeah. Yeah. I, I love gaming. Um, I am an introvert. It might not seem like it, but I'm very introverted in the way that I learned to really communicate with others was through video games. It was, uh, I mean, look, there's a lot of smack talk and, and things like that. Yes. We'll all but there is when that. I play golf. Yep, there's when you play golf, there's when you play basketball, that's why we. That's why we play golf. Anything with competition, we there do, will be it, smack talk. That's, that's what it's about. But I was very introverted, and when I was playing my Nintendo and Sega and all of that, and there's no online connection, I'm still playing, and I'm learning, you know, hand-eye coordination, and I'm getting great at all of those skills, and critical thinking, and problem-solving, and all of that, but I didn't have the communication aspect. 
And now, like, I really no started getting into it with Xbox Live because, again, I was a Halo guy. And it was great because the same way that I communicated when I was – there weren't missions, but when I was playing co-op and, and things like that and, and when we were playing multiplayer and I communicated with my team was almost one for one the same that I did when I was in combat. It, it sounds silly. The, the, the guys from Bungie actually came out on my first deployment. They came to Ramadi, Iraq, and they had the Halo 3 Alpha build. Oh. And I, I remember my squad leader was like, hey, you should go up there. Like, you, you deserve a break. They have Halo 3. I was like, well, one, Halo 3 doesn't exist. So we'll just start there. I don't think you're correct. Um, two, there's no way that they came here. And he's like, Chris, I was up there earlier. Go. They're in the gym. Just go there. And I met all like the people that made halo and it was just the most amazing thing and i remember you know i had this camera that i bought it was flashy it was nice and i was like yeah yeah, i want to get a picture of you guys and they're like what come get over here like get in the picture it's like prove that you were here and what they told me i was like why didn't you guys go to kuwait or the green zone or like a very secure place they're like we wanted to go to the place where you guys would benefit the most from this like is this you love this right it's like yes this like makes my whole year and they're like well, that's the point. Yeah. Like, it's a small sacrifice for us. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Game, gaming has more positive attributes yeah. than, than not by far. Um, I think the best story I, I, I can relate to you um, about gaming is I went to a private school in Los Angeles about four years ago at the height of, of Fortnite. And I went to the headmaster and I said, you need to have an intramural gaming program. And they had the, certainly had the funding for it and what have you. And she goes, let me think about it. And then she called me and she said, under no circumstance are we going to get involved in gaming and da 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 I went, whoa, whoa, I mean, almost got resistant. And I get it because she's much older and probably it's not a gamer. I said, you know, you don't really understand. And about four months went by and I get a phone call from her. She goes, I owe you an apology. And I said, why is that? She said, uh, Fortnite changed our campus. And I said, well, how did Fortnite change? She said, well, people started playing Fortnite and the outlier kids – we're playing with all the cool hip kids online playing Fortnite. And by the time they got to school the next day, the day after, they, they all had that commonality. And she said Fortnite single-handedly reduced the bullying on their campus more than anything that they had ever tried from all the, the, the conferences and, and all the experts and the consultants. So wow. without a doubt, there's no question. Um, you, you'll never hear me say anything other than Gaming is positive. Um, if you look at the city managers in the United States, I think the statistic is somewhere in the neighborhood of 18 to 20 percent of city managers in the United States became city managers because they played SimCity growing up. Oh, wow. Wait, right. Wow. And, and I can tell I you, love Madison, SimCity. which is, yeah. And if yeah. you look at the uh, cathedral that burnt down mm-hmm. um, in, in, um, in England, right, that, that was rebuilt because... Um, I think it was Assassin's Creed had the, the closest blueprint wow. to the cathedral, and they used that for the rebuild. So there, there are massive, wow. incredible stories that when you hear, you go, wow, and how many people um, have met their significant other playing games and everything else. I think that the, the thing becomes balance, right, and addressing, like you say, you know, uh, cognizant, immuse, all the other supplements and ingredients that help you physically that you, we should be taking anyway because 
you know, our bodies deteriorate from all the things that we yeah. do every all day. The, the sleepless nights that you get playing video games. I mean, Amuse is definitely a good one. It, it, <laughs> it, it is. your entire it immune is. system. Um, I remember I was sick all the time when I was playing video games nonstop. Had no idea what it was. Maybe it was a lack of sunlight. Maybe it was a lack of moving around. It was just, oh. Yeah, and I think it's about education to a large extent and gaming on the grand scale that it is now as a business yes. and and companies you know using SPACs and going public and what have phase. you yeah. phase doing incredibly well uh, that the education is going to catch up so that um, the gamers can continue to game do it appropriately productively without the detriment on their lives and we're going to watch better brands coming out with more and more products to do that um, and going to watch you be the ambassador for all this. In the interest of time, all right. Thank you both. Um, I love having you both here. I love your perspective. Like I said, I'm glad it's summer because we can get 16 year olds in here to talk about um, the world of gaming. And um, as you continue to produce, you got an open door to come back and talk about the things that you're producing. All right. We've got some great things in the pipeline. I can't, I can't wait. We'll, we'll come back. And um, on behalf of Cognizant and Power Your Performance, thank you both. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the MAP Esports Podcast Network and produced by Innovation Media Enterprises. Please be sure to leave us a review and follow us on your favorite podcast player.